0: Now, 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 heavy, now, heavy, now, everybody sing that shit! Now, everybody sing that shit! Hello, welcome. Thanks for joining us on the Half Court Heave Show, um, episode one, our inaugural episode. Um, I'm excited to bring it to you guys. Um, but we're gonna talk all things Mavs and uh, break down the upcoming game um, talk a little bit about the previous game loss of the spurs um, and uh, look forward to the offseason a little bit and see what exactly um do the maps have planned and what are, what are they thinking what is what is their mindset um as the season gets closer to the end here um so let's um So tonight, they uh, play in Denver against the Nuggets. Um, It's probably going to be a loss, uh, as we all expected. Um, Atlanta, the Hawks lost last, or Atlanta won last night. So I think now they have a three three game, um, the Mavs are (laughs) three games back, I guess is how you would word it. from Atlanta in the 5th worst record position. Um, so it's a little closer and not exactly unconceivable. I mean, it's not likely, but it's still possible that the Maps could fall to the 5th worst record, thus uh, boosting their chances even more of uh, keeping their pick um, right now at the 6th uh, position. I think they're sitting around 37-38% at the top 4 pick. And, uh, as, uh, when, when we talk about the off-season forecast later in this episode, uh, you're going to want that pick. It just gives you so much extra ammunition to do and so much more flexibility to do so many more things, um, not, and not necessarily just taking a, uh, great player there in the top four, but, <clears throat> you can really be flexible and creative with what you want to do with it, um, but yeah, they play, uh, the Nuggets tonight, and, um. I mean, Nuggets are an uh, elite team in the West. Um, it's, it'll probably be a uh, blowout. Um, I'm hoping uh, Luka will bounce back a little bit. Um, for those of you who watched the Spurs game, Luka had probably his worst game as a Mav. Uh, just absolutely horrendous uh, one for nine at the free throw line. And um, you could kind of tell by watching. He was in his own head. He was thinking about it. Um, uh, the Spurs were doing a lot of things to frustrate him, though, on the defensive end. Uh, they were not letting him get to his spots. I mean, they were <coughs> active hands, intercepting passes, um, anticipating all the different passing lanes that Luka generally, um, goes towards when, uh, nothing's there in the lane and he can't finish. Um, so they game-planned him as expected with a <laughs> Popovich coach team, um, they game-planned game him pretty well. Um, but Luka, that's good for him. I think um, he needs to struggle a little bit and face that. Um, just It's going to help him grow and become even a better player. Um, so I'm interested to see how he uh, bounces back against a good team in the Nuggets. And uh, I'm hoping <laughs> we'll get a really good performance, um, especially shooting-wise. Uh, Luka not hit anything. The shots were close. It was really weird because the shots were online it was like they would rim out or just barely miss um so he was just barely off it was an all-around weird game <coughs> and obviously the free throws uh, but they were in it because jalen brunson had a tremendous game career game for jalen brunson um the mavs really really uh did well i mean with this rookie class I mean, getting this kind of production from Brunson in a second round pick, I mean, it's just tremendous. Um, I mean, many people thought he'd be good. I mean, I saw him play at Villanova, and I mean, I figured he'd be a solid NBA player, but I think he's better than that. I mean, Brunson maybe, he could, I, I don't know, he may be a starter. He may be a future starter on this team. Um, I'm hoping next year that's not the case because we get other players. But uh, Brunson off the bench in that Berea role, just torching second teams. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's going to be good good time to uh, be a Mavs fan. Um, but, yeah, tremendous 34 points. Um, just filling it up. Uh, four assists. And, uh, you know, I mean... <laughs> 12 for 16. I mean, I mean he just couldn't miss. Um, tremendous game. Um, so I'll uh, interested to see how he as well, um, plays against the Nuggets. You know, can he keep that production going? I don't expect 34 points, but I mean, can we get a 20 point game? You know, something like that. Um, because I think Brunson, um, as your second scoring option is a lot better on this team than say Tim Hardaway Jr., who um is <laughs> struggling mightily and i mean it's the price you pay in poker to get porzingis um you know that contract you know it's not going anywhere so um you just hope that he can be serviceable and can hit his shots and hopefully i mean next year he's probably going to be coming off the bench as a sixth, seventh man probably sixth man um hopefully give you kind of an instant offense off the bench uh, 'cause he's a great scorer I mean he can kind of get um into i mean he's like he's like a nineties basketball player um he can get buckets in that fashion, but it just doesn't fit in today's game all that well. It'll be interesting to see um how the team plays against denver um I mean the Mavs, i mean they're just they're tired of losing like i mean they're on a hell of a losing streak um six or seven games now and uh I can say this. Um, I know many people think um, the maps are tanking, and we're talking um, with the source in the front office. Um, they're not intentionally tanking. They're just bad. They're not. There's no. Um, there's no, <laughs> you know, uh, deliberate talks to like, hey, Carlisle, we need you to throw this game, don't call that timeout against the Rockets, Um, they're just a bad team, and they're not going to win games because they're bad, they traded four of their five starters at the trade deadline, it's just what they expected, and, like, they're not, (laughs) they're not exactly, um, you know, sad that they're losing games, I mean, they understand it helps them. But they're also not actively trying to lose games because they don't want that in their culture. Luca is not wired that way. He does not like to lose. As you can see, he's devastated after these losses, and you know that's just not what they want <coughs> out of their players um, to just accept losing. So I can say that. So quit saying it's a tank job. <laughs> it's not a tank job. They're just bad. They're just a bad basketball team. Simple as that. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, yesterday, uh, as most of you saw, uh, Porzingis is in his uh, first practice, going five on five with the team. Uh, we we didn't get, <clears throat> you know, access to any of it, see it. But I mean, the fact that he's doing that, he's coming along well, and still he he's not expected to play uh, before the season's over. Um, I think there's a slight chance that maybe <laughs> one of those last few games of the season he comes in uh, for a game or two just to get him some reps, but I really don't think they're going to risk it. I, and plus they're going to want to lose those last couple of games against the Grizzlies and Suns and, uh, you know, best position or draft pick, um, but it'll be something to monitor. I wouldn't be shocked if he does play a game or two towards the end of the season. <clears throat> and um, I'm sure most of you um, know me uh, through my Twitter account, at uh, underscore dfw guy. And I kind <laughs> of got some uh, run. And um, I wasn't um, intentional uh, publicity. Uh, around trade deadline, you know, I had my source that you know I was able to talk with about what the maps were doing. I was able to share some of that stuff on Twitter, um, and just share that talks in general. Obviously, done um, <coughs> deals are a different thing, uh, but I know there was some flack on Twitter about, oh, he didn't get this right or that right, and uh, a lot of those tweets it wasn't about getting it right. It was this. I mean, these are talks that are being had. Obviously, the deals didn't come to fruition. uh, But the talks were had. Like, I know that for a fact. The uh, Harrison Barnes trade, I was on top of that. And uh, as we move forward, you know, I think you'll see that, um, especially when we uh, talk about the offseason here coming up, that, I mean, everything here is legitimate. And uh, I'm not trying to sell you, uh, (laughs) you know, damaged goods or just bad info. I'm not selling you anything. This is all free I'm just sharing with you what I know because I feel um you know as as fans, I mean we should know this stuff, and especially if I mean I have access to it, then why not lot you know um so let's let's talk about that a little bit um talk about the uh, off season forecast here coming up um so there's a lot of moving parts <laughs> about how this off season can go because I mean the big thing we gotta focus on is the draft pick, if it conveys or not. Um, obviously, if the Mams get lucky in the lottery and get somewhere between 1 and 4, um, that has free implications because that's <clears throat> that's a money slot, cap slot, that they have to give that draft pick, which would take them out of like the 30 mil max slot that they currently have with expirings going off the books and everything um... now there's ways to get around that if they can move powell and his 10 million option if he opts in um, there's a few different other things you can do um, to still uh, draft a player in the top four and sign one of these max guys but it won't be super easy and i don't think it's likely because um, from what i've been told the mavs kinda don't like this draft a whole lot. Um, if they get the number one pick, um, I mean, they love it because they can get Zion, and, I mean, they'd be all for that. Now, the caveat in that is if they get the number one pick, there is a slight a slight disagreement <coughs> among the the front office about what they should do with that. Um, whether you take Zion or you try to trade that number one pick for... A marquee player, um, the one being, <laughs> what it probably be worth trading? Is the Mavs, uh, if they get the number one pick, they're going to explore Anthony Davis trade talks. And <laughs> I know that seems crazy, but it's something they've. I mean, they're they're planning on. If they get the number one pick, it's going to be something they talk about. It's going to be something they discuss with New Orleans, and that's a fact. Um, now, it all hinges on. If Davis, you know, uh, tells the Mavs that he's open to re-signing with them or, you know, he will, I mean, that'd be great. But even if he's open to it and it's not for sure, um, the thinking is that the Mavs may pull that trigger anyway. Betting on their culture that the 2019 season with Anthony Davis playing with Luka, playing with Porzingis, uh, that they'll be able to make him stay and... I mean, Davis would be a tremendous fit um, next to Porzingis. Just everything that AD brings defensively and offensively. Because um, the Mavs would like to fill the 5 spot. Um, Porzingis is going to play the 4. He has a little interest in playing the 5. He'll play the 5 in some um, some lineups. But as far as main lineups, starting lineups, he's going to be at the 4. Um, so the Mavs are looking for a 5. Um, that can definitely rebound and protect the rim, and on offense, roll to the rim, set picks. You know, I mean, the same thing the Mavs always look for in their centers. You know, just the rim running, um, on offense, and you know, pr- rim protectors on defense. Um, you know, someone like DeAndre Jordan, but not DeAndre Jordan. Um, now Anthony Davis can do all that and so much more. He's kind of just fix it all. Um and if they pull that off, I mean they're immediately contenders in the West and it flips the NBA on its head. Um now New Orleans, I mean, the thinking was at the trade deadline they're holding off um they didn't pull the trigger on the trade with the Lakers because they'd like to see um what the salt offer in the summer. But also the main thing that no one's really talking about, but the Pelicans are gonna wanna see who has an pick because they don't really give a flying F where Anthony Davis is traded to um, they just want the best deal, and so whoever gets the number one pick, the Pelicans, they they're gonna want Zion. Like they're gonna want to rebuild, and that's their new centerpiece. So, I guarantee you, whether it's Mavs, whether it's the Hawks, whether it's Bulls, Knicks, whoever, whoever gets that number one pick, um, New Orleans is giving them a call, and it's going to see, uh, you know, if um they can move AD for it. Um. Because Pelicans are going to be after Zion, and why shouldn't they? I mean, it, it fits what their team's trying to do at the moment. Um, so, uh, look look for that if the Mavs um, do somehow, miraculously, get the number one pick. Um, they are due. Never had it in their existence. So, uh, something to watch for. And don't just assume they're going to take Zion. Um, if, they take, if they draft, they're taking Zion over anybody, but... It's very likely they trade that pick. Now, I think they only trade it for someone like AD, um, Anthony Davis. Um, I don't see them trading in one pick for, like, um, other players like we had, like Beal or Whiteside, et cetera, that have been talked about. Um, now, I think, like, Bradley Beal um, is someone they may target if they have... if they land, like, the third or fourth pick. Because, from my understanding, the Mavs really don't like this draft. And... They have Zion and RJ Barrett 1-2, and um, RJ Barrett is kind of like, they'd maybe take him at 2 if they had the second pick, but maybe not. It kind of just depends what they could trade it for. Um, but those are really the only two players that we consider taking. Um, obviously, if they can't get a deal done, they'll take somebody, but um, if they get the third or fourth pick, they're probably like 90% for sure trading it. Um, they do that. Um, you could see someone like Beal um, being traded for. I knew the Mavs do value him. Um, I know there's Whiteside rumors uh, to fill the five, but uh, from my understanding, the Mavs are not offering that kind of draft capital for Whiteside. Um, and I believe Whiteside has a player option, and I don't think he's going to opt out, but uh, he may. Because <laughs> who knows? So that's what we're looking at as far as. How the draft kind of totally changes their offseason plans because if they trade for E.D. or Bradley Beal, um, their cap space is gone. Those players are absorbing that, and so there's no signing any uh, big-time free agents. Um, no KD, you know Kawhi, Clay, Kyrie, Kemba, anything like that. Um, so that would kind of be their big their big offseason splash. Um, they would kind of just fill out the rest of the roster with whatever. Now they can go over the cap. Uh, to re-sign smith and Maxi Kleba. Um, so I do expect them to do that. It'll depend to see what kind of deals they get. Um, but from my understanding, the Mavs are probably going to match anything. Um, unless it's crazy, but they're going to match pretty much anything um, somebody offers those guys, and they'll just go over the cap with those restricted free agents. Um, so expect to be them back with the Mavs. Um, the one current Mav that may not be back, uh, depending if they need to make cap room, um, is Dwight Powell, and he's playing awesome. And um, I've totally kind of come around him a little bit, and I kind of want him on the team in the future. But if he opts in on his player option, he'll be an expiring contract, and the Mavs can definitely move him in the offseason to teams looking to take on expiring deals. Um, and that will open up, <clears throat> I think, roughly like $10 million, something like that, in cap room. Um, so it helps that, you know, maybe they can help fill out the roster, um, with other pieces, um, so look for that to be possible, um, and, I mean, if Dwight keeps playing the way he's playing, I mean, he may opt out because he can get bigger money elsewhere, and don't, I don't expect the maps to give him a big deal if he opts out, um, they value him, but they value him, value him at a certain point, so, you know, it's something to, um, just kind of keep top of mind, um, especially as the offseason gets closer, uh, seeing how Powell perform, performs um, this last stretch of the season, because uh, it has huge implications on everything, um, but we'll talk about the off, uh, free agency uh, big names here, and kind of what the Mavs are thinking, um, from what I was told, uh, Katie is their number one target as far as free agency goes um, Mavs do believe that there is some interest um, Durant has interest in the Mavericks um, and most believe in the league that he's definitely leaving Golden State so um, the Mavs plan for free agency in July 1st is uh, they do expect to have a meeting with Durant um, probably among you know four or five six other teams um, so it's possible and they have to do their due diligence to <laughs> see if uh, something is there uh, this is the kinda of talent that you have to do that for or you shouldn't be doing this job um, so expect that to go down um, the other free agents uh, the Mavs um, basically I've learned through back channels and just discussions. I mean, they know every team knows who's interested and who's not. Um, tampering happens all over, but like, uh, Kawhi, Kawhi has no interest in the Mavs. So don't expect that to be pursued or a meeting or anything. Same thing with Clay Thompson. There's no interest. Um, it's pretty clear he's just re-signing with Golden State. Uh, Kyrie Irving has no interest in the Mavs either. Um, there's gonna be no pursuit on that front. Now, Kimba Walker, there is mutual interest. The Mavs like him. Kimba likes the Mavs. So that could be something that happens. Um, obviously, if they strike out on KD, Kimba, I think, moves to the top of the list um, as far as their pursuits. It's not like just a home run because I know some in the front office, you know, they they worry about investing $30 million max deal, it'll probably go up to like close to 40, you know, in some of those later years, on Kemba as a backcourt partner with Luka. It's not the perfect fit. It would be explosive offensively (laughs) with Kemba, Luka, and Porzingis, but uh, there's defensive issues, and I just, from my understanding, the Mavs don't view it as the best allocation of their max funds. But in... Maybe something they will go down the road with, um, but I don't expect them to. I know there's a ton of rumors right now about Kemba Walker and the Mavericks, but I think most of it's all talk. If I had to bet, I think he's staying in Charlotte, and this is may all just be, um, you know, negotiation tactics um, to try to get the best deal out of out of the Hornets. Uh, the Mavs have been used as, as um. As the team that helps the other uh, helps the player get the better deal with their prior team, so um, my my feeling on it right now is that's just not. It's going to be something that possible but not likely. Um, I think if I had to bet right now, I think the player that is going to be a Dallas Maverick next year is Malcolm Brogdon, because I do know the maps like him and value him, and they feel. Milwaukee has so much money to put into other players as Middleton, Miritich. Uh, If the Mavs put a large offer sheet on Brogdon, the Bucs probably aren't matching it because they just, I mean, they could, but I feel like they they feel that they're just the team that's not going to do that. They're not going to just hamstring them completely financially. Um, But Brogdon, I think, is someone. Fits perfectly next to Luka. Um, can be a secondary ball handler. Um, plays great defense. Um, is shooting the three tremendously this year. He's really expanding his offensive game. I think he'd be the perfect backcourt mate for Luka. Um, that's who I expect to be a Maverick um, this offseason. Uh, and then, <laughs> if I had to guess, because um, they do need a five. It's not going to be wide side. It's not going to be ADE. I mean, unless <laughs> we get the number one pick. But keep an eye on what happens in Memphis um, with Valanchunas. He has a player option. And let's see. That player option is for like 17, 17.6 mil. Um. Just keep an eye on that because he—that's he, a lot of money. You don't necessarily want to turn that down. But he is in Memphis uh, with you know the uh, the Gasol trade at Toronto, so um, he—he's that kind of player. He's in the middle of his prime. I don't think he wants to waste away on a rebuilding Memphis team. So he may opt out of that seventeen mil to go sign for similar money maybe a little less or maybe a little more um, and i think that's something to monitor because and this isn't uh... this is not insider information i don't know this for sure but this is just my feeling amongst um, the team and who i've talked to and just kind of what i feel um, is the most likely scenario to play out is. I think this off season, I think the Mavs um, signed Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon, uh, to be their, their two, their backcourt mate with Luca, And then I think Valanciunas is going to play the five uh, next to Porzingis. Now Valanciunas, he's a big dude. He's tall. He can protect the rim. You know, decent post defender. Um, I mean, he's not going to be a lockdown defender on the perimeter or anything like that, but he can protect the paint fairly enough. And then offensively, he doesn't slow the offense down. I mean, he's got a fairly good jumper, and um, I, he can stretch somewhat to the three-point three point line. And he's got plenty of post moves um, if you want to kick the ball down low. And he's not exactly going to catch oops. I mean, he can, but he's not that explosive. But um, he's a really good rebounder, and uh, I think that's what the Mavs are going to covet because... Um, with Porzingis at the four. Porzingis is big, like tall, but he if you look at his stats, I mean, he's just... He hasn't been a good rebounder, and I don't expect him to be a good rebounder because he focuses on other facets of his game. So, I mean, if you look at that starting five, I mean, if that's the way it plays out, and you have Luka, Brogdon, um, presumably Finney-Smith um, as the wing, Porzingis, and Valentinas, I mean, that's a salty starting five. And... I think you'd be crazy to not think that that's not a playoff team in the West. Um, cause I think if that's the way it goes down, I mean, I think that's, that's a five seed, m- maybe a four. I mean, maybe a six, but I think that's a five seed next year, just right off the bat. So I think that's really exciting. Um, obviously it can be even more exciting if they could land, um, one of these premier players, um, and if they, you know, uh, land the top pick and uh, acquire Zion. I mean, if they acquire Zion, uh, the Mavs hype machine will literally <laughs> pull, like run off the rails. I mean, Luka's already an international star. So is Porzingis. I mean, everyone loves Luka. I mean, he's pretty, like, loved nationally already. And then if you can bring Zion in, who's been the most hyped prospect since what? LeBron? Like, um. And the thing is, is Zion, I mean, he kind of fits with the Mavs' need. He can kind of play that, like, wing player slash four, like, hybrid thing. Um, it, you know, a lot of people like Julius Randle, and they want to bring him in, but I think Zion's like a way better version of that. Um, and then you get him on a rookie deal. You know, he's locked in for five years or so. And then he's still locked in because, I mean, restricted free agency, you're going to just keep him, but... Um, that'd be tremendous, and the Mavs would be, I mean, one of the um, premier teams in the league. I mean, one of the best big three, young core that we've seen probably since the Thunder with Durant, Harden, and Westbrook. Like, And even that, like, I don't think was as hyped as this would be because of the, um, the presumed talent that the Mavs possess. Um, that Thunder team we knew Durant was good. We knew Westbrook was good. And like, we knew Harden was decent. Uh, He was like a six man for a while. And, but I think this would just like totally blow that out of proportion as far as the hype goes. Um, hopefully these three players can match that production. Hopefully they like, don't go to different teams though. Uh, (laughs) It's, uh, I'm not going to pull the bill Simmons and talk about the Harden trade, but, um, it's just basketball. It seems always come up, but, uh, that, that that threesome um, With Luca, Zion, Ion and Porzingis Would just be incredible um, So as a math fan you gotta root for that And hope for that um, If they get um, somewhere between 2 and 4 on their draft pick It'll be interesting to see What they do um, I'd be If you ask me right now I think it's pretty likely They trade that pick if it's 2 through 4 um, It'll be interesting For what though um, I know we talked about Beal. Um, I'm hesitant on White side. I don't think they would spend the draft capital on that. Um, another one that people have talked about a little bit is Drew Holiday. Um, so that may be something to explore as well. Um, so I mean, it's, it's going to be fascinating, and uh, the draft lottery is going to be must-see TV. And hopefully, hopefully, they send Luca to the lottery, uh, and he can use his Luca magic, his luck, to uh, to get us get us Zion or the number one pick so we can get uh, an AD. Because I know a lot of people were kind of like boo-hoo on the Anthony Davis thing because, oh, it's just a one-year rental. But, I mean, if they make the trade, it's going to be because they're pretty confident or they know for sure that Anthony Davis is going to stay. And that's insane. (laughs) Anthony Davis, Porzingis, and Luca around, you know, whoever else you want to throw out there. I mean, the, I mean they would immediately... I don't even... I mean, that's a top... I mean, that's, what, top four? <laughs> top four in the West, for sure. I mean, that's the thing, is Anthony Davis has never been on a winning organization and a good coach. I mean, I, mean, I think Carlisle could do wonders for him. And just being in a, a great culture like the Mavs... Um, I think he'd be here a year, and I think he would want to stay. It'll be interesting to see how the Kawhi situation plays out. Um, if Toronto is able to keep him, um, I know a lot of teams are monitoring that because it's kind of like if we trade for a player that didn't want to go here um, in the first place, um, are they able to be wooed? You know, are they able to be convinced to stay? Uh, I know the Kawhi, to LA rumors are are rampant. You know, Clippers or whatever um but no one really knows i mean i mean toronto's in the thick of everything on the east so they're gonna see how it plays out they're gunning for a title so that'll be interesting to monitor because if he stays i think the anthony davis trade market um picks up greatly because then teams are gonna feel more confident that they can retain him um now i know they're two different players two different personalities but that's how teams view things um so you best believe, I mean, and then the maps are already, uh, I mean, they're already looking into it. And they're just getting their ducks in a row in case they do acquire their one pick because, um, that's what the Pelicans are waiting for. They're waiting to see who has their one pick, and then they're going to try to, uh, swing Davis for Zion. So, you know, Davis could be a Nick. He could be, uh, who knows. But maybe these other teams don't want Davis, and they want to, uh, take Zion and go, go for the rebuild, um, so it'll be um it's going to be it's going to be a great off season. I mean this off season's crazy with just how much can change. And the Mavs need to make moves this off season because next off season especially the free agent cl- free agency class is not that strong and the Mavericks know this. So expect them to be very very aggressive this off season um because this is going to be the time to acquire talent and um you know they, they they're ready to go like they they don't want to be a uh, lottery teams they don't want to be keep losing I mean they want to get primetime players this off season and they want to go to the playoffs next year so there's no slow rebuild or just take it slow um, the only way is if they do take Zion um, you know, Next year could, I mean, I think they're still a playoff team because oh, healthy Porzingis and changes everything, and how Luca could improve in a second year and conditioning, um. But obviously, acquiring someone like, Ad or or KD, um, or even Kemba, I mean, exponentially speeds up the timeline for the Mavs as far as contending, um. So I think that's that's going to be something to monitor. Um, And expect the Mavs to try to trade Tim Hardaway this offseason. I don't think it's going to be possible. But do look for them to try. (laughs) Uh, Because that will open up a ton of cap space. And um, the Mavs want cap space. They want to um, like I said, they, they want to be very aggressive. And and go after, um, you know, grab the brass ring and take it all. So look for that to go down. Um, you know, it's been uh, exciting to <clears throat> to kind of share some of this information with you guys. Um, if you have any questions um, or suggestions for the show. Um, you can reach me at underscore DFW Sports Guy on Twitter. Um, you can also email us at DFW Sports at gmail.com. Um, you know, just um, <laughs> let me know what you'd like for the show. I have more ideas about um, how this is going to go. Um, hoping to bring in some uh, interviews as well um, and bring you more of my source information. Um, I'll still be tweeting out. Um, different things as far as uh, what I hear Um, but also this will be in another uh, space where you will get that information is on the Half Court Heave show Um, we're going to be breaking it all down Um, and we're going to be doing post game -game shows so I will be doing another show tonight after the Nuggets game Um, so that should be posted sometime tonight so look for that um, just breaking the game down and uh, <laughs> talking about uh whether the tank rolls on or um, did we uh, did we uh, win something miraculous in Denver uh, maybe Luca maybe Luca hits a uh, fadeaway step back three uh, to win the game or something crazy um, and you know uh, Luca may go off tonight after struggling um, so I'm excited to watch. I'm excited to watch every Mavs game this season because I think Luka and even Brunson. I mean, the, the Mavs are just super fun this year. Um, Even after the trade deadline when they lost a lot of their players, uh, they're just fun to watch. I mean, even when they're getting blown out, I mean, it's just Luka always does something crazy. And you're just amazed at what that kid can do. I mean, he's a kid. And it just gets you excited for what the potential is. Because the potential is insane. I mean we haven't seen anything like this. Um, in a long time. Um, <laughs> I mean. When your comparisons. And your numbers are in the likes of. LeBron and Oscar Robinson. Like come on. Like. That's not a. That's not a <laughs> Tyree Gevin shit. Like that's. Um, that's. Uh, that's some Lucas stuff man. He's special. And, um, it's exciting, and you best believe the league is noticing, and that's, that's, there's going to be interest in the Mavs. Luca's has totally changed everything. Um, no one knew he was going to be this good this fast, so, I mean, the whole rebuild is expedited, sped up, that's why the Mavs are hitting the gas this off season. they're going to be aggressive, because this is the off season to do it, that's where the most talent is available compared to next year. Um... And then 2021, you have the Greek Freak. But that's another conversation for another day. <laughs> but you best believe, they have... I mean, I hope you guys realize, like, NBA front offices, I mean, they don't just, like, look a few months ahead. I mean, they look years ahead. Like, whether it's the draft, whether it's free agents. um, They run every possible scenario through the ringer. I mean... And you have to. I mean, you have to be ready for anything. Um, I mean, that's why the Mavs are ready for Porzingis. I mean, they had talked to the Knicks a while back, just saying, hey, like, we're interested in him. If he ever becomes available, call us. And so when the Knicks were looking to move him, they called the Mavs. And the Mavs were like, oh, he's available. Like, I mean, that's what you have to do. I mean, you have to plan in advance and just keep those connections open. And, um, you know, I think the Mavs are one of the better teams at that. I know it hasn't worked out in past years, and a lot of people were like, "Oh, they're just gonna strike out this off season." But it's totally different, and I think you're honestly a little ignorant if you think it's the same. And players don't want to come to Dallas, cause I mean, look, Dallas is a premier city. I mean, it's uh, DFW. It's a top top five market. Um, they're number four media market. Um, And they're just behind Chicago as far as 4th place and population for um, the metro area. So, you know, this, this isn't a small... This isn't Milwaukee. This isn't Portland. I mean, this is Dallas. It's a big deal. Players know it's a big deal. Now, players didn't come here because we were coming off a title. And it was kind of viewed as a lightning in a bottle. And Dirk was getting older. And there wasn't incentive... To come here because it was like if you come here there's not a guaranteed shot of contending and you know Dirk was one of those guys where he was a different age than most of those free agents like he wasn't like buddy buddy with them like some of these other players are um now if you just like I think a lot of players and it, it shows I mean they made mistakes I mean look, you look at DeAndre you can look. Um, at Dwight Howard, I think Dwight Howard's career would have gone completely different if he chose the Mavs over the Rockets um, I don't think he'd be washed out right now, I think the Mavs would have uh, revitalized his career quite a bit um, now I mean, they're not going to go after Dwight now, I mean, <laughs> that, that ship has sailed, but um and same thing with Whiteside, now I think Whiteside can still be a productive player, but that contract is just not great, um and then same thing with Darren Williams. I mean, the Mavs kind of lucked out on a lot of things. Um, but I think you're a little crazy if you don't think that free agency free agents aren't going to be interested in the Mavericks. Um, Dallas is going to be very popular this offseason. They're going to get a lot of calls. Um, a lot of people are going to want to come play here. So uh, if you can remember, I mean, uh, that's how it was like Early 2000s, mid 2000s With Dirk, Nash, Finley um, It was a little different then Because the cap, salary cap Was totally different, CBA was totally different um, And the Mavs Were generally always operating over the cap Because um, they were paying everybody uh, To keep the teams together uh, So they've been They were never like in the running for huge free agents Because um, they're already over the cap And everything, but I, I fully expect uh this off season to be um really exciting for the mavericks and mavs fans um so please don't let past free agency years um discourage you because this is totally different luca luca has changed everything porzingis has changed everything uh players know that they want to come play with these guys because uh they're gonna make their job easier um and this team's gonna be a winner sooner rather than later, um, and players are gonna wanna, players are gonna want to jump on that. Um, so um, that's all I have for today. Um, um, not, hopefully, the uh, half court heave show <laughs> uh, inaugural episode went well. Um, I'm sure we'll keep improving, and uh, we'll get some. Um, some uh routine segments going. Um we're just kinda workshopping this as we go. Um and uh look for the uh post game show tonight after the Nuggets game. Um I'll talk every ever all things Denver versus Dallas uh and break the game down and uh see how see what happens. Um but for now, uh I'm Lucas and uh thanks for uh thanks for listening guys and uh I'll be uh, I'll be seeing you guys tonight. Uh, some come listen to the post game show. Um and uh let's just uh, have a good time uh, talking about the maps and uh, go maps. Now heavy now heavy to- now heavy now, now, every, now everybody sing that shit. Now everybody sing that shit.